Uh, hey, Adam. Yeah, Scott. Why am I asking you a question at the beginning of the show? Because it's a brand new season. Coming to you almost live from Josh Clausen's secret weather lair, this is The Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. And we are your pleased hosts. We are we are aroused and pleased. To be back. To be back for a fourth season. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a while. Yeah. How are you? How's, how's the family? You look nice today. Yeah. Who just farted? That might have been you, actually. It was. <laughs> It was, and I apologize. He was trying to blame it on you. That was inappropriate. I, I was. That's what my father taught me to do. Fair enough. If someone farts, no. If you fart, it's always someone else's. <laughs> so this is our. So this is our first show. And back. we've started it with a fart joke. It, this is why you need to have kids. It can only right? go up. Because then you can blame it on your kids all the time. You'd be sitting in the rink, right? And then the other uh, dad looks at you like, "Really?" And you're like, "My kid." Uh, don't feed them chili. <laughs> <laughs> that delightful voice you just heard is the delightful voice of the delightfully vocal Joshua H. Clausen. And what does the H stand for? Herman. <laughs> My dad's favorite comic strip growing up. Well, that's... No, actually, W Ooh. for William. Joshua William Clausen. Yep. Joshy Billy Clossy. J-Bill. J-Bill. No one's ever going to... Yeah. I like that. Uh, thank you for joining us, Josh. Uh, thanks for finally having me. Oh, finally. Excuse us. <laughs> Has... I've, I've been wanting since season one to get on. Well, welcome to season four. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long, it was a long, long lineup of, of distinguished uh, guests. And not so distinguished guests. And repeat guests. And no, us no. by ourselves. You're not really helping. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, we, we, we wanted to have you on for a while, not just to talk about, you know, your day job, but other stuff as well. And we always thought that you would say no. Um, and it's nice of you not to bring up the fact that twice I did say no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, you brought it up, so let's talk yeah. about that. Uh, no, it, uh, it's good to be on. I, we've always kind of talked about, and I guess schedules just haven't worked, uh, about talking hip-hop. A little, a little yeah. rap, now, of, uh, the thing that people don't understand, realize about me. You would expect that if we were going to have CTV senior meteorologist Josh Clausen on the show, that we would talk about the weather. And the weather is the most boring subject in the world. No offense. None taken. So we are going to talk about something far more exciting. And I dare say closer to Josh's heart than the weather. Oh, you're, you're upsetting a lot of TV viewers right now. Quite probably. I'm, I'm laying down some controversial stuff and saying that Josh Clausen likes hip-hop more than he likes the weather. Is that true, Josh Clausen? That is true. I, I have had a relationship with hip-hop a lot longer than I have the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get into, how did you uh, and hip-hop meet? We met over Public Enemy's Fear of a Black Planet Ooh. in Lloydminster, Canada's only border city, in the top four, no, maybe it was a record hound. Either a record hound or a top 40 in Lloyd Mall, the heart of it all. <laughs> Uh, is that actually their tagline? Yes, yes, it is oh, actually that's awesome. their tagline. <laughs> Lloyd Mall, the heart of it all. Um, I had purchased, the only tape previous to that was Loverboy, 
And so that maybe wasn't really a good introduction to other forms of music. Um, and then for whatever reason, I picked up Public Enemy Fear of a Black Planet and put it in my tape deck and thought, this is unbelievable. Really? This is, yeah, and I never bought uh, anything but rap albums from, from there on out. And, and uh, how, I don't, want to, uh, I don't want to force you to date yourself. How old am I? How old were you at the, when you purchased the, uh, the album? Uh, now everyone's going to Wikipedia and going yeah, fear of a black know. planet. I, I, I want to say I was thir- 12 or 13. Okay. I mean, I'm 36 now, so I don't know. That maybe that math doesn't work out. That Maybe I was younger or older than that. But I, I want to say I was about that age, old enough to be purchasing my own sure. music. Sure, and, and the rap scene in Lloyd is... Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but we sort of pioneered it, right? My brother and I and uh, and some friends of ours... And we uh, we would sit in a basement and write rhymes and uh, make little mixtapes. That, w- that was before it was acceptable to rhyme over someone else's beats. So we were always sort of embarrassed that we had taken someone's instrumentals and we were, you know, spitting our little rhymes over top of them. So then when we moved to Edmonton to go to Nate, hooked up with a couple of producers and, and did some stuff here. Because back then you, you needed to have original beats. Okay, so... So you actually made the rap music. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Is there a Josh Claus the, the music for the? Or sorry, you actually the, rapped. You rapped. Oh you. yeah, no, no. I yeah, because I've always. I mean, I wrote stories. I wrote books when I was like seven years old, mm-hmm. right? Little short stories and whatever, and poetry, and um, and so that's just sort of came naturally to me to 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 write rhymes. So my brother and I had a group called The Villains. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, D-E and then the Z at the end of, of Villains. Um, I think I might have that tape still kicking around. And then uh, and then a couple, uh, I worked with a couple guys here in town, Bill Connolly, mm-hmm. who I, I haven't heard from him in years, and a guy named Sherwin Payne out in Sherwood Park. And this would have been like 94, 95-ish. Um, Got a job in Lloydminster and met up with uh, a guy out of North Battleford, the hip hop mecca of North Battleford, <laughs> who who had a look out Saskatchewan. Yeah, who had a his dad had a, a used um, electronics store, and so he had a studio above his dad's electronics store, and so I would drive up to North Battleford on weekends, and he was one of the greatest producers I ever met. I mean, we made so much great music there, and and actually ended up meeting. Uh, he moved to Penticton years later, and I went and uh, hung out in his studio. And a kid that came and hung out with us, who he had met Randy, the producer at, at uh, Church Youth Group. Um, he now uh, work, is with Smokey Robotic, who is a group that's they're touring worldwide. They're starting to make a, a lot of noise. They've got a couple albums out. Uh, Redman is a big fan of theirs. They've got a song with Redman. Um, he, he produces for Sky Zoo who's sort of an underground New York rapper. Um, so yeah, this this kid Conrad, who you know was 11 or 12 or 13 years old, sitting in the studio with his jaw on the floor going, wow, you guys are really making rap mute. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe this. And now he's, you know, this uh, world traveler. Um, yeah. So how do you, how do you, you know, you've got a full-time job, you have three wonderful children. Mm-hmm. How do you, Okay, so you've got three children, <laughs> right? Uh, variously wonderful in their own special ways. At, at various times, yes. How do you how do you keep up with with all the trends in rap music? Because things are like changing constantly. 
Yeah, and and you don't. You can't, right? Um, I uh, I download a lot of music. I listen to uh, as much music as as I possibly can, but I'm nowhere near as as up on it um, as as I used to be. Um, but th- I mean, there are lots of websites too that you can go and, That's true. and read about. Um, I, where I probably know more about um, uh, underground and and mainstream rap now than I did 10 years ago because of the internet. Uh, I don't know as much about local uh, rappers because I have a job and three kids and a wife who I try to be a good husband to and spend as much time at home as I possibly can. And so I'm not out at the clubs every Friday, Saturday night seeing shows. But there are a lot of guys, I mean, when I did hip hop in the park two years ago, I mean, there are a lot of really good acts in town um i mean uh, you can't go wrong with politic live mm-hmm. they've uh, been actually, around for a while too. yeah yeah i mean they've been around forever one of the guys uh knows my brother from way back in the day i remember when uh i was at the gateway yep and uh i can't remember the name of the the young guy but he came up to the office once and was like we we just we made the cd you have to listen to it and it sucks that when I was in university, I knew nothing about hip hop and rap yep. until I met a buddy uh, after school, after I was done school, who finally showed me like, uh, like I didn't even know about the roots. I didn't know about Handsome Boy Modeling School or Prince Paul, all those guys. Yeah. And Prince Paul's got a new album coming up. Really? With his son. Oh my god. Negroes gosh. on Ice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Uh, unbelievable. But so, I, so, so when Paul's he, still doing it. when he came upstairs and, and gave me a CD, I was, I didn't know, you know, and there was really no one at the gateway at the time who had a real good sensibility for this stuff. Right. So you didn't know what was good and what. No. So I couldn't, I couldn't take a CD and judge it. Yep. And I probably couldn't now. I'm like the guy who goes into an art, uh, art gallery and says, I know I like that. I know I don't like that. I have no idea why. Right. So when you're listening to, to new music or, or even making it yourself. Do I know why I... Yeah. Can you articulate what it is about the music that you really dig? Um, I like the way... I, I mean, initially, I, it was just sort of the way it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that, that pulsing rhythm of drums, I will take over a guitar riff any day. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I have a problem with a lot of today's... Uh, you know, popular rap that that you hear on the radio and, and that a lot of guys are doing is that it's just too many guitars. Like, come on, just give me, just give me a beat. That's you all know, you want. All I want. I, I don't need, you know, pounding uh, symphonies in the background. I just want a drum, just a, just a simple drum beat and spit some rhymes that are that make sense, that are funny, uh, that have a point to them, um, or that are nonsensical, but. I, I, that you have good. you have such a great delivery that that it, it it doesn't matter that you're you're spitting complete nonsense. I mean, Cool Keith, uh, people cool people either hate or love Cool Keith, and I love Cool Keith, and I don't know why because a lot of what he says doesn't make any sense, and a lot of times he seems to be completely off beat, but for some reason it just works. Um, and so yeah, I, I I mean a lot of times when I have a problem with new music it's either a i don't like the beats the beats mm-hmm. are too commercial for me or or b i i mean the rapper sounds like every other rapper yeah right i mean that's drake sounds like big sean sounds like uh, wiz khalifa sounds like yeah everybody else everybody sounds like that now so have you found that the uh, the genre has changed a lot since you've become an, uh, an aficionado of it 
Uh, yo, I mean, the genre changes probably every couple of years. I, I, I mean, it's, and it wouldn't be good if it didn't, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's, I think that's where a lot of musical genres f die and, and fade out and maybe just aren't as mainstream anymore, but because they don't, they're not a living, breathing entity. Yeah, hip hop has always sort of uh, had that ability to, to kind of, change and and turn into new things and, and become new things and speak for new for new things but i think at, at its at its base it needs to speak for what it initially spoke for which was people who had no voice had no access to um a lot of studio time or anything else and so they were pounding on walls and tables and rapping in front of as many people as they possibly could and yeah. trying to make as many people laugh or cheer or uh, to, you know, call down your opponent. Um, and so I think that's, uh, at its heart, that's what it will always be, but it kind of does have a have the ability to kind of shape shift. And um, I mean, guys like Theophilus London are sort of half rappers, half singers. They're mm -hmm. um, fantastic. I love Theophilus London and, and what he's doing. I don't know that I would call him a rapper in the same vein as KRS-One, though, or Nas, right? Yeah, I mean, he's doing sort of different things. Um, so you said you were writing some of your music and even, or writing some of your rhymes mm -hmm. and even producing it into rap songs. Yes. Oh, that was, we all, that, that's what we always strove for. We were never, I was never really a good freestyle. I was never really good off the top that of That was going to be my next question. Yeah, no, uh, never. I was always more a guy who would sit down, try and write us a, a song based around a concept and, and always more of a, uh, a storyteller than a straight battle rapper or anything else. So, so when you were asked to perform it, you were asked to perform at Hip Hop in the Park. Yes, that? two years ago. Yeah. And what was that experience like being Josh Clausen, senior meteorologist? Like, of course, I'm I'm sure that many of the people there knew who you were. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's that's always that's sort of the the strange thing now <laughs> for me, right? Is that no one a really wants to see the weatherman rapping, right? Like I <laughs> I can remember growing up, and if Bill Matheson had suddenly started rapping. I loved Bill Matheson, but that's I didn't really want to see him no. doing that. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I like to believe that uh, that I'm talented enough that once people hear me, they realize, okay, well, this isn't just a joke. He's not like, there's a guy in the States, uh, works for some Fox uh, oh. morning show, right? The Rapping Weatherman. And, and I, I, there are people who all, all the time will be like, oh, you should rap on the news sometime. It's like, well, no, I... A, I care too much about hip hop to do that, and B, I care too much about my job and 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 weather to do that, and, and, and those two should not be combined necessarily in that form. Now that I have songs about the weather, uh, but I don't think you would ever see me rapping a forecast. Yeah, I think uh, I think that'd be a little tacky, if if, if uh, I may say. Absolutely, yeah. and obviously you get that. Yes. Now I should ask: Do you do you have a hip hop name? Uh, my, well, I go by various names, but I've always just sort of gone by jock, which stands for juggling omnipotent content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so yeah, and, and a lot of people would be like, oh, well, that's that's almost like, is that your initials? So I, I thought, you know, maybe I should change my middle name to, to an O and then I could say, yeah, that's my initials. And it also stands for juggling um, uh, omnipotent content. I also, when I was in Saskatoon, we used to do, uh, friends of mine had a show on uh, CJSR, the, the community radio station there, and they would do... Um, it was called the rock and roll freak show. And we were sort of the freak show. Part of it is that once a week I would go down and I would have some new song that I would debut, uh, there. And so I would go by Mr. Suit and tie. Uh, <laughs> and so we would try and, um, entertain people with, with that. I, there were a few people who, who realized it was me. We used to perform quite a bit in Saskatoon, actually. Really? I, I would say once a month we did shows. Yeah. Uh, once I moved to Toronto, we started having kids, and uh, then all of a sudden you lose the time at three in the morning to write raps. Yeah, because now you have to change a baby. Or yeah, yeah. Um, so now that how long have you been in Edmonton now? Nine years. Okay, and are you still are you still writing raps? You're still writing rhymes. I haven't written. A, it's horrible to say, but I haven't written a rap song in probably ten years. Really? Yeah. I mean, not since. Really not since uh, Saskatoon. I've sat down and tried. And it's one of those things where you can't just... It's not like picking up uh, a bike and riding a bike again, right? You can't just suddenly, oh, well, I'm just going to sit down and pen this. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've written, mm -hmm. but it's horrible. It, I, and I, I should probably just continue to do more. And then you slowly you would get better. Work and, all the junk out kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but no, I, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I was very prolific in my twenties, but my thirties have been horrible yeah, but for that. You've got three kids and a yeah, wife. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, and, 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 uh, I have other things. I'm, I'm busy, right? Yeah. I, I work and. And you uh, also, you also go to like events and, and represent the station and all that stuff sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I was emceeing an event all day, right? So, this coming Saturday, I'll be at TEDx all day. Uh, oh, the weekend Albert, after that's that, right, that's yeah. right. The weekend after that, a uh, zebra foundation event. So yeah, I mean, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot of free time. I used to like to paint. I don't paint anymore. Um, there are lots of things that I sort of don't do anymore. Are those two yours? Yes. Yeah. Those are two of mine. So basically the moral of the story is we are very lucky to have squeezed in uh, to Josh Clausen's busy. No, the moral of the story is don't have three kids. <laughs> that's that's the moral of the story. Listen up, um, you would be parents, or have them young enough. I keep I keep telling people I have a plan, and my goal is that our youngest will be eighteen, and in theory out of the house uh, when I'm fifty. And fifty's not old. No, it's not. Fifty's young, so I will have my life back at fifty, <laughs> which will be fantastic, and then I can start writing raps again because uh, rappers are getting older and older now they totally right? i mean they're not the used to be you couldn't be over the age of 30 and still rap and now I well mean, they've they've aged with the genre no rules no censors it's adam rosenhart unleashed Last week, the Executive Committee of City Council, which is composed of Mayor Stephen Mandel and Councillors Dave Logan, Brian Anderson, Ben Henderson, and Tony Caterita, voted in favor of setting aside the City of Edmonton Naming Committee's recommendation on the name for the South Campus LRT station. 
With but one dissenting vote from Ben Henderson, the executive committee decided that renaming the station to South Campus slash Fort Edmonton Park LRT station was the right decision for naming and wayfinding on the south side of our city. This entire stupid decision came about when Fort Edmonton Park Executive Director Bill Demchuk made a stink that renaming the LRT station would give the popular Edmonton attraction more profile among citizens and tourists. In spite of the fact that walking from the LRT station to Fort Edmonton would take about 40 minutes, according to Google, and is a walk that is largely absent of sidewalks, a fact that was typographically scoffed at many times on Twitter last week, Demchuk noted that shuttle buses will run frequently from the station to the park. In an article on cbc.ca, Demchuk says, To see what it's like to take it to South Campus, and I think he's referring to the LRT here, and then take a bus to Fort Edmonton Park, it's very, very quick. And he might not be wrong. But I think, deliberately or not, a standard has been set in the naming of our LRT stations. And that standard says that where LRT stations include very specific place names, you can expect to find that place once you're back above ground or just outside of the station itself. Of all the stations named for landmarks, Churchill, Bay, Coliseum, Stadium, Health Sciences Jubilee, University, and Southgate, and up until now, South Campus, not a single one of them includes a place that isn't almost immediately accessible by a hop, skip, and a jump once you step off the platform. The names make sense. The renaming of South Campus Station doesn't. Now, Demchuk mentioned that this change would help to market Fort Edmonton to tourists and Edmontonians. But good marketing and advertising is based on truth and insight. This station renaming reflects neither. It was a strong-arm tactic that Executive Committee bowed to to appease the popular park. Even if you took an ETS bus down to Fort Edmonton, you'd still have to walk about 900 meters to the park, and according to a blog post from Councillor Don Iveson last week, the standard for a transit accessibility is 800 meters. Then, you'd have to get through the admissions gate, maybe you hop on the train that takes you deeper into the park, and then you're walking again. Now, what kind of experience endorsed by Fort Edmonton does this whole trip provide for children and the elderly? Fort Edmonton went for the low-hanging fruit, something seemingly effortless that wouldn't require them to spend money on an expensive mass media marketing campaign. And while they might have saved a few dollars, it remains to be seen whether this was a smart tactic in the long run. I predict that the confusion over the LRT station name will persist, will do the park very little good, and that the conversation about the station and the park will continue to be negative. But, hey, maybe in 50 years, the South Campus slash Fort Edmonton Park LRT station controversy will become a very key piece of Fort Edmonton's infrastructure just as soon as they get the funding to build 2012 Street. Do you have a business plan, but you're not sure where to go from there? Do you want to increase sales? Get noticed? Wow your audience? Make your mom proud? We've got you covered. We're connected, we're creative, and we're innovative. We are strategy first. If you've got a great product or service and you want the whole world to take notice, call Focus Communications. Let's start a conversation. Go to focuscom.ca.
We should take a moment. We should. Uh, and thank some very important people in our lives. Yeah. And we're not talking about parents. Or, not, or loved ones. No. The, those people aren't as important as the people we're about to mention. <laughs> that, that is true. Because Which those are... people rarely give us money. <laughs> At least not since we <laughs> moved out of the house. That's right. <laughs> but we managed to convince a few other people to give us money. That so, is correct. Starting with the fabulous individuals at Focus Communications. That's right. They have come on as sponsors for this, our fourth season. And if you're unfamiliar with what they do, it's a group of people led by Dean and Sue Human. They do public relations, uh, promotions, events, communications. And if you were at any of the uh, Race Week events this past summer... Rest assured that they were fully responsible for the great time that you had. Those are That's one of the things that they do. And now they are partly responsible for the great time you're having listening to our show. Yeah, so just settle down. <clears throat> and enjoy yourself. Yes. That's correct. And of course, as always, those lovable digital arts wizards at Guru Digital Arts College. That's right. They are really the Hogwarts of digital media here in Edmonton, aren't they? They, they are. With their Dumbledore-esque headmaster... Owen Briarly. Owen Briarly. Yes, yes. He's delightful. Uh, who has recently moved into a brand new, more opulent Hogwarts. That's right, which we summarily took over. Yes, we are We are the Death Eaters in their Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> and although this episode was not recorded in our studio because we decided to come to Josh Clausen, subsequent <laughs> episodes will be recorded there. And if you're a podcaster interested in utilizing equipment that you don't have or a non-podcaster interested in trying your hand at this crazy, stupid thing that we do, uh, send us an email at recording at theunknownstudio.ca and you can book studio time and we'll show you how to do the magic that we do. Right on. So now, what, what's your thoughts on um, <clears throat> on the sort of more pop rap that, that's out there, the stuff about... Um, I mean, you said sometimes the, the, the words don't have to make sense right. or, or they can be funny. But there's there's a I don't know a group let's say of people that I'm inventing right now that don't like it when rappers talk about how much money they have or the cars that they. Oh, I don't drive. think you're inventing that group of people but at all. There is a huge group of people that don't like that. But fuck that, man, because Kanye West talks about that stuff, and I all love his music. Yeah. So it's it can't just be about the words all the time. No, no, I'm, no. I I, I mean, I, and I don't think I think that sometimes when they when people. I think that's an easy crutch, right? Oh, he talks about how much, how many drugs he sold, how many women he's got, how many cars he's got. Uh, when really, what they don't like is the fact that it doesn't sound authentic. Kanye can talk about those things, but he sounds authentic when he says it. It's, he sounds great when he says it. Mm -hmm. the, the music is unbelievable. His voice is great. His flow is uh, off the charts, uh, and so he can say things that, if I were to say them. You would be like, yeah, right. Or any, you know, a lot of other rappers would say them and, and you wouldn't buy them the same way that you buy them when Kanye says them for whatever reason. And, and great rappers have that ability to, they, they can say almost any, I mean, Jay-Z is a perfect example too, right? Jay-Z says a lot of stuff that uh, a lot of other rappers say and get flack for. And for whatever reason, he doesn't because he's Jay-Z. I mean, he made as... Uh, he he was as flashy, um, and I mean you remember when Diddy was was popular for a while with Mace, and there was the shiny suit syndrome. They yeah. were concerned that all the rappers had shiny suit <laughs> syndrome, and Jay was as shiny suit as 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 there was, 
And yet he never took the heat that Nas did for making, I mean, Nas made two sort of eh, subpar albums that, w- that were pretty flashy and flossy, but uh, he, he, he got way more heat for that than, than but- Jay ever did. I guess maybe it's a question of them coming from an authentic place, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, and perhaps that's what it is. He, I mean, maybe Nas just wasn't able to sell it as well as as Jay Z did. Is there, is it maybe like an issue of respect where someone comes in and um, is just right off the top talking about how they've made it? Maybe it's not as as great as somebody who's kind of worked their way up to that point. Maybe that's. But, but Nas has Nas has worked his way up, hasn't he? I mean, he might oh, not... absolutely, and and I mean, Nas has all his respect back, and all his. I mean, uh, that was a flash in the pan. Yeah, Life Is Good, the album that came out this year, was was fantastic, um, and and critically acclaimed, and everybody sort of. Uh, I I don't know why he he didn't get more credit for Distant Relatives. He did an album was it last year or two years ago with Damian Marley, hmm. um, which was spectacular. Had some great songs on it. Um, and for whatever reason, that that didn't seem to receive the critical acclaim that that I thought it should have. Yeah, I, I feel like it has to come from an authentic place. Because like if a if a white middle class suburban kid like me, and I use kid uh, hilariously, uh, <laughs> audience, because I'm around the same age as Josh. Uh, no offense. None taken. Um, <clears throat> if I started singing about, or if I started rapping about how street i was or, or how you're pimping or how i'm pimping yeah. or if i talked about driving mercedes i drive a fucking acura like there's just no way yeah and and I, <laughs> you know people would find that <laughs> i would love to drive a mercedes maybe that's what i would rap about all the cars i would like to drive but like if, if you're gonna go down that road man it's got it's got to come from reality in a way i guess uh oh absolutely and i mean um <laughs> <laughs> I don't drive a Mercedes. I drive an Acura. <laughs> I feel like that's a foundation for some rhymes right there. <laughs> uh, I, I think it is. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's a, an ad for Acura or if that's if that's. It's sure not an ad for Mercedes. No, no. It's <laughs> also what it's rhymes not. with Acura. Uh, I'd say something like spatula. Well, you could that's go. A force uh, I mean, best. You could you could do like the uh, you remember big pun packing a ag in the back of the back packing a mac in the back of the ag packing a mac in the back of the ag packing a back of the ag I could I could he go had a, he had a mac in the back of his Acura <laughs> <laughs> I have golf clubs in the back of my Acura yes and unknown studio mugs <laughs> unclaimed uh, unknown studio mugs I've got broken baseboards in the back of my car so I have a bunch of records oh nice Street. I have a box okay, of records. Why what kind of have... records are you listening to? Uh, none of them. Okay, no. why do you have these records? They're some of my dad's records. Uh, they were unloading a bunch of records before they moved because my dad was told that they did not have room for all of his old records. No. So I uh, stole a box of them from their garage sale with the intention of uh, letting my friend Andrew, who is uh, uh, an, a fan of the vinyl, yep. uh, to take a look through, see if there were any gems he might like to pull. He grabbed a few. There were a couple of gems in there that he was like, ah, oh, if I didn't already have this one. Right. Uh, and then I never took them out of my trunk. So there is still a box full of records. You should take them trunk. out before frost hits. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Is that a tip from Josh Clausen rapper or Josh Clausen meteorologist? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Sometimes I think that's they overlap. common sense enough that, 
<laughs> that that could have come from almost anybody. <laughs> um, there's this. There's there has been for a long time now a phenomenon around mashups. You've got uh, groups right. like Girl Talk, The Hood Internet, mm-hmm. that are putting together, you know, uh, songs either either rap songs with different different beats or different tunes, or they're combining them with rock songs. And the record companies don't know what the hell to do with this stuff. What is your feeling around I all that kind of I don't like stuff? most of it. Is that right? Yeah, I would say mo- because most of it doesn't seem to have... comes from a place where it doesn't come from, from a, a hip-hop foundation, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. And so the majority... not all of them, but the majority of them, when they put a rapper on, a, on top of some song, they don't... they can't... Beat match properly. Like it, it, it's, it sounds horrible. And quite often, not the rap usually, but usually the song is sped up or slowed down. So, yes, yeah, something, something will be, and they'll try and make them. Now, sometimes it works, but a lot of, a lot of times it doesn't work. And um, a lot of times, I, uh, if they were to take a famous break beat and put someone, someone else on top of it, fine. But again, for me, I don't want to. I don't want to hear Queen with some rapper on top of it. That's right? fair. I mean, I don't, I don't listen to to Queen for a reason, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily. It's, it's not better to me because there's a rapper on top of it. Um, or, and, and I, I shouldn't say that because there are a lot of Queen fans who are, will, will hate me for this. Uh, but, but anything. I mean, a, any sort of musical group. I, I, I could listen to those songs. You haven't made them better to me by putting a rapper on top of them. I like mashups. Do you? I do. I like them because they're different. But I will concede that uh, 90% of them are garbage and sound terrible. But there's there's 10% of them where it's like, I really like that. Yeah, and, and there's even a... a rare instance where I like it better than either of the original songs. And I, I think that's a good DJ doing what a good DJ does, right? I, I mean, would agree with you, yes. Uh, uh, that's sort of the foundation of, of DJing, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. kind of... Finding Beat the right matching yeah, and yeah. finding the song that goes next, and so you can carry this song's lyrics over top of the next song's beat, and then all of a sudden it comes in. Oh, that's right! Now we're listening to this song. <laughs> oh my god! Go crazy on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like them as well. But I find most of the mashups that I like are usually rappers mashed up with electronic music, which I think fits really well. Right. See. But you likely are a bigger electronic. I really fan, enjoy electronic. Yes, music. than than a rap fans. Whereas, um, yeah, for me, I, I mean, I don't mind a lot of electronica, but um, I would rather just hear. That you're a purist. You're a real purist when it comes to rap. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I'm, I'm not serious. saying I'm a purist, but um, yeah, I don't. I, I I know what I like. Yeah. and I know what I don't like. Um, and yeah, I mean, th- yeah, there's a reason that my wife and I fight over. What music plays, and and what music would she rather play? Oh, she'd just turn on the radio. Whatever, <laughs> okay. whatever is on the radio. Top forty, is, yeah, country is, music. Is, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. That would have been a deal breaker. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> they would the not have had four, three kids. The top forty almost was, uh, but the no, the country would have been a would have been a deal breaker for me. I I heard a tale. This, this is Scott going into I heard this anecdote mode. Cool. Bear with me. All right. We're back at that point All in the right, season yeah. already. <laughs> Um, there was, uh, and I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make my sound self like an, sound like an idiot here. Cause I don't recall which specific, uh, jazz musician it was, but, uh, I have a friend who's really big into jazz music mm-hmm. 
and he has a favorite jazz singer. And for the life of me, I put myself on the spot and I can't remember who it is. But we uh, can apparently, edit that in later. True enough. <laughs> in fact, I do know his name. Uh, <laughs> but uh, after after gigs, he and his and his friends or his band uh, would go out to uh, to bars. And he would go to the jukebox and he'd always pick out country music songs. And his friends were just like, what are you doing? Because they're jazz musicians yep. and they hate country music. And they were legitimately unable to understand why he liked country songs. And uh, he told them it's because every country song is its own sad story. And he, and he <laughs> loved the stories they told, which is kind of legit. Like, I don't listen to country music personally, but I can... I can comprehend why people do on that level because hmm. they're all their own little sad little story. Yeah, I, I, and that's sort of what they used to be. I don't, I don't know what contemporary country is like. Anymore. Well, Fair well, like but, pop country's garbage. Well, right? pop anything. Pop anything. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, the, which I, I mean, you go throw Taylor Swift on top of a Bob song, right? I mean, my my five year old kid loves that song. But it drives me like, <laughs> come on, yeah, who who are we appealing to? Apparently, five year old kids is who we're appealing to with this song, now, right? Tweens, tweens are the are the target market for the pop music, for the pop everything, yeah. really. Which is sad because Bob has so much. There's potential. so much more. He had so much. I mean, that's I I hear that. Uh, what's the pitbull song that's on the radio with the oh the dirty uh. dancing. Uh, uh, he I'm, samples the Dirty Dancing song. I'm sure I've heard it. Yes. You, you, and I'm you, sure I've heard it. changed the station. Yeah, probably. Uh, B.O.B., uh, I want to say like four or five years ago, and now I'm going to sound like that guy who was like, that song sucked, but there was this one. Uh, <laughs> but but it's true. Four or five years ago, he used, the, he looped that same sample and and did a song that was spectacular. And I mean, his mixtapes were were not quite as accessible, and it wouldn't necessarily be as as popular and radio friendly as they are today. And I mean, he's a huge superstar, and you can't begrudge him for that. Uh, but um, yeah, I I mean, you can't you can't have Taylor Swift on your song. Come on. <laughs> now there's there's you a... can't be a rapper and have Taylor Swift on your song. There's obviously a difference between. Can you imagine? No. If LL Cool J <laughs> no. had put uh, Patty Loveless on a song Justin back in Bieber. the day. Just see, but I listen to Justin Bieber now, okay. uh, and I think to myself, genuine. Like that new song that he has on the radio sounds a lot like Pony. And I find myself, I, I don't like it, but I say to myself, when I was 14, I loved that song. You now, why did I like that song, but now I don't think it's, is it because it's some kid from Canada who's yes. a pop superstar That's as opposed to some R&B singer? It, I think that uh, people have a real problem with Justin Bieber and I don't understand it because I might not like any of his music. I might not like... I actually do. I enjoy his music. I've right. seen his movie. I like Justin Bieber. I'll go on record saying that. Wow. Whether my you... four-year-old wants to go to his concert, you do you want to chaperone? I do not. Okay. You should not leave me with children. It might actually be illegal. <laughs> but you cannot tell me that that kid does not have talent. Oh, that. And, and when people tell me Justin Bieber sucks, I just feel like saying, no, he sucks for you. But he's actually quite excellent. And And this is the kind of guy who I can see his career path going along the lines of someone like a Justin Timberlake. Right. Because he's, he's young and he's starting a thing and he's getting some savvy. And he might say stupid shit, but that's because he's like 18 or whatever. Yep. And in a few years, he's going to be a really interesting guy, even more than he is now. 
So just fucking leave Justin Bieber alone. I'm, so, I'm sorry for swearing in your home. <laughs> no, all that's okay. all right. All right. I would too if first we were recording. Okay. <laughs> Josh has a reputation to uphold as a non-potty mouth rapper. And something about meteorology. Yeah, something about it. Yes, exactly. No, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, I don't uh, I don't own any Justin Bieber albums, but um, I'll take Justin Bieber over a lot of other stuff that plays on the radio right now. Yeah. It's, so, much of it is garbage. Yeah. Having said that, I don't know if you'd call them hip-hop or just hilarious dance music. I do have a real soft spot for LMFAO. I don't know why. Uh, you know what? I did until I found out the dude was the other guy's uncle. What? And that he was, yeah, the one guy is the other guy's uncle, and then his they're somehow related to the head of the label. What? Yeah, yeah, I can, I'll Google it, and we can edit that in with the <laughs> jazz singer. Yeah, well, I don't uh, think that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> We're very uh, lazy. But yes, and I, I mean, now, now maybe that's just me spreading... Uh, a horrible rumor. Have you not heard this? Though? I had never. The one heard guy it. is the other guy's uncle. So and it's an uncle and nephew a, team, I, which seems very weird. To okay, me. I'm gonna look at the wrestling uh, toys over there. I'm gonna say that Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero were an uncle and a nephew, and they were awesome. Okay, so, so there you go. It is possible. For going an on record, uncle, nephew. The, for an uncle nephew duo to be cool. Hey, let's bring the whole family into this. The Partridge family. They were good, right? <laughs> was there an uncle in the Partridge family? <laughs> if there was, he there was a restraining order. <laughs> he, was a, he was a creepy uncle. It was, yeah. It was a drunk. The Osmonds? Did the Osmonds have any uncles? In no. There? No. It was, was just all. Donnie and Marie, and that was weird. That was weird on its own. You didn't yeah. need an uncle for that to be weird. No. Now, let me tell you who is a good family team, though. Prince Paul and his son. Let me take it back to right off yeah, the top. Yeah. That is, uh, if you Google that, Google Prince Paul and his son doing a DJ set, um, and they in uh, November have yeah uh, in November have have the, an album dropping. And I mean Prince Paul does this like every couple of years, right? He he'll put out some bizarre al- he he put out a um, like a doo-wop album a couple of years ago with three guys called the Dicks D I X. Here come the Dicks, hey, hey. <laughs> Like that was, sounds amazing. It was, it was it was unbelievable. Uh he's a genius, Prince Paul. He's he's uh, incredible. My only exposure to him has always been delightful. It is the handsome boy modeling school. Yeah. And you know, a long time ago, Josh. You should search out Prince Among Thieves okay. as well. That's also good. You and I had a probably series of discussions on Twitter about rap music that I should listen to. Yes. Cause, cause, and so uh I will be harassing you on a regular basis. I will ask you this question. Yep. Have you heard the new Aesop Rock album? I have, Skeleton. It's excellent. It is really good. Some it, great I mean, rhyming. Every Aesop Rock album, you can't you can't go wrong. That's one of those, he's one of those rappers that uh, I don't, I, it's not that I don't care. I'm more interested in the lyrics and the beat. Like, he's just a, such a good lyricist. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's one of the, I mean, you sort of have to slow it down. And, yeah. I was, I was actually just reading uh, an interview he did today uh with hip-hop the x and he was trying to explain some of his lyrics uh from daylight which is sort of the first uh album that kind of put him on and everybody sort of started liking aesop rock and uh he was like i i don't even 
uh, I mean, there. I don't. I don't really know exactly what that was all about. There was hmm. just sort of parts of my life and uh, intertwine how I'm feeling in that day with overriding themes for. So I mean, a lot of a lot of what he's saying too has has some sort of theme to it. Uh, yeah. But even he can't necessarily decode it. Um, and he's certainly not going to do a book like Jay-Z did, uh, <laughs> Decoded, where he's going to explain all of his, his rhymes. It sounds like it comes from a genuine place. Yeah. A place so genuine, you cannot explain it. I think that's what I like. I think that some of the rap, the the rap that I like the most seems to come from that place. Yeah. Uh, if, there... you, if you like Aesop Rock, have you heard a Hail Mary Malin then, obviously. Aesop Rock and Rob Sonic no. have uh, a collaboration. Oh, it's spectacular. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be listening uh, to this and taking Hail notes. Hail Mary Malin. And they've actually got a new, uh, they're working on another one. Um, and then you got to go, I, I mean, a lot of what I listen to is, is New York-based, but um, you could go uh, Black Alicious, Gift of Gab. Oh, right. yeah. You can go all hieroglyphics, um, all those guys, right? Are you looking for current, relevant, highly specialized digital media instruction? You need to seek out The Guru. Guru Digital Arts College offers intense six-month programs that simulate real-world projects. You'll work in small classes in a casual professional environment and meet industry pros who offer a mentor-style approach to learning. Some institutions make the same claim, but with Guru, you'll develop the confidence to get out and become a part of the digital media community. Come visit us anytime. Check out a class, talk with our instructors, and be part of the Guru experience. For more information, email info at gurudigitalarts.com or call 1-877-429-4878. And now, a dramatic reading with Scott C. Bourgeois. Roadway noise is a collective sound energy emanating from motor vehicles. In the USA, it contributes more to environmental noise exposure than any other noise source and is constituted chiefly of engine, tire, aerodynamic, and braking elements. In other Western countries, as well as lesser developed countries, roadway noise is expected to contribute a proportionately large share of the total societal noise pollution. Roadway noise began to be measured in a widespread manner in the 1960s, when computer modeling of this phenomenon was perfected. After passage of the National Environmental Policy Act and Noise Control Act, the demand for detailed analysis soared, and decision-makers began to look to acoustal scientists for answers regarding the planning of new roadways and the design of noise mitigation. Partial bans on motor vehicles from urban areas have been shown to have minimal impacts upon reducing sound levels, as would become clear from later modeling studies. For example, the partial ban in Gothenburg, Sweden resulted in minuscule reduction of sound levels. The intensity of roadway noise is governed by the following variables. Traffic operations, such as speed, truck mix, or the age of the vehicle fleet. Roadway surface type, tire types, roadway geometry, 
terrain, micrometeorology, and geometry of area structures. Traffic operations noise is affected significantly by vehicle speeds, since sound energy roughly doubles for each increment of 10 miles an hour in vehicle velocity. An exception to this rule occurs at very low speeds, where braking and acceleration noise dominate over aerodynamic noise. Small reductions in vehicle noise occurred in the 1970s as states and provinces enforced unmuffled vehicle ordinances. The vehicle fleet noise has not changed very much over the last three decades. However, if the trend of hybrid vehicle use continues, substantial noise reduction will occur, especially in the regime of traffic flow below 35 miles per hour. As a pedestrian safety issue, hybrid vehicles are so quiet at low speeds that the customary warning noise may not alert the pedestrian to nearby danger, creating a potential hazard for visually impaired people who rely on such noise to navigate in areas of heavy traffic. Trucks contribute a disproportionate amount of noise, not only because of their large engines, but also the height of the diesel stack and the aerodynamic drag. Significant interior noise is usually present inside motor vehicles. In fact, passengers are generally not aware that these levels are high because experience has led motorists to expect levels commonly exceeding 65 dBA. Tell me this, has the internet made finding good rap easier for you, or has it made it more difficult? It has made it infinitely easier yeah. to, to access it, yeah, and, and to figure out what you like. And, and uh. the nice thing, too, is that a lot, of, uh, a lot of it you now can sample before you purchase it, yes. right? Like, that was always the problem, is you would sit in the store and, and you would say, well, I have 15 bucks <laughs> and I know I want to buy one of these two, but I'm not sure which one I'm going to buy. And so you were like, well, I could either buy uh, UGK or I could buy this um, PM Dawn. <laughs> PM Dawn. See, I would always end up with PM Dawn, and my brother would be like, okay, well, I'll take UGK. And then we get home, and I'm like, why? Again, how do you get all the, somehow the good ones out of those two by random? PM Dawn is a trap every time. Now, you've mentioned. Yes. You haven't had a chance to really follow the Edmonton rap scene. But who do I like? But who do you try to follow? Uh, Who would you recommend our listeners check out locally i think you have to check out mitch maddock i I love his music i saw him rap live once and it's just so (laughs) white suburban (laughs) but it's so good he doesn't know yeah he's fantastic and authentic right i mean that it comes from a place where i mean he means what he's what he's saying he's not trying to be someone or he doesn't seem to me i've never met him but doesn't seem to be trying to be something that he's not um kaz mega has some some really great stuff uh, online. Um, the uh, the guys uh, I kind of like Brothers Grimm. Um, they're they're sort of 
I mean, they're 118th Street, and they they're they're they definitely lean towards the gangster rap side of things. Cool. They're a little grittier, uh, but but I like uh, I like Brothers Grimm, um, and uh, and I mean. Uh, of course, Cadence Weapon, can't, you can't go wrong with yeah, no. Cadence Weapon, right? I, but that's, I think my... You, can, I, you almost can't mention him in the same No, sort of, I mean, right? he's just... I mean, he's kind yeah. of transcended uh, being a, lo- a local rapper. And and just... <laughs> I'll never forget his, his song, Oliver Square. It is just so good. And it's not because I live in Oliver, though you that might... I live in Olivier. Right. I live in Olivier. That's, that's south of Jasper Avenue, ladies and gentlemen. The classier side of Oliver, also known as Saint Sir Lawrence. Um, but I but I love him. I mean he just he he cap he was able to capture the spirit of Dirt City. Yeah, and I, I mean uh it sort of surprised me how how much I do enjoy some of his newer stuff. A, a lot of his older stuff again, I I found that it just wasn't it was like he was just not quite on the beat. He just wasn't where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. On the beat, a lot of times, uh, but uh, I mean, he's he's uh, fantastic, and uh, his uncle is in some funk. Uh, I think it's his. It's, uh, here we are with the uncles again, uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it is uh, legitimately an uncle of his. It's in some funk band who I have their album, and he's uh, turns out he's rapping on a couple of these songs. I was list- I'm listening to it in my car. I'm like, wow, this is really good, and I pulled it out. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's my nephew, Cadence Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Not Josh's nephew. No, that no, would be no. That'd be that, interesting though. That yeah, Uncle Josh. Yeah, Cadence Weapon. I did. Uh, I did actually. I always have a uh, sort of a side project though with some guys in the states called Uncle Raleigh's Magic Band. So there is kind of that Rolly Raleigh Roland. Uh, you know, there's that. There's something there. Yeah, there's definitely I think so. something I think there. So. Uh, Uncle Raleigh's Magic Band. That's also my fantasy football team and name every year. Is that not the greatest name? I want to get like a, a football jersey or a basketball jersey that says Uncle Raleigh's Magic Band. It's really mysterious. I feel like you'd travel with a circus or something. <laughs> but a classy circus. Oh, yes. Not one of those yeah, shitty yeah, circuses. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even seen me out with my kids yet. You would really think we'd travel with the circus then. Piling out of the little clown car. Although we did, I should tell you, when, when, the, when the gentleman showed up, my f- five-year-old came downstairs, and he was in his pajama pants with no shirt on. He wanted them. He demanded that they turn around so that they didn't see him. That's without, right. Without a shirt on, he so, was. That's not very circus-like. No, he was very bad. <laughs> not a showman. He understands shame. And, yes. <laughs> and Scott and I had to avert our eyes. Josh Clausen has taught his children shame. <laughs> There's one lesson. That yeah. he instilled in them at a young age. Yeah, yeah. It's not. A, it's not about anything else but shame. So that's yeah. good. That's great. Glad to hear that. Oh dear. Yes, it is. It is that time. It is time uh, for the very first of season four, the Fast Fifteen. That's right, and. Starting right now, the Fast 15 is brought to you by Focus Communications. Those delightful scamps doing whatever it is they do, the public relations and the promotions. So it is the Focus Communications Fast 15. It is the Focus Communications. That's too much. That's, it's, yeah, but I can't say that. 
Because it's hard. And I just did. Okay. Okay. Now, Josh, are you familiar with the Fast 15? I am familiar with the Fast 15. Josh, Josh Clausen has <laughs> actually listened to our show before. True. I've uh, practiced which is... the Fast 15, actually. I've, there you go. I've written them out questions for myself to see how fast I could go through. And th- this is awkward because we changed all the questions. Oh! This no, we didn't. Except we didn't. No, we got really lazy. We sometimes change them. Uh, but we didn't this time. Although you do get two wild card questions at the end, just yes. like all of our guests. All right. So here we go. The Fast 15 with Josh Kloss. Number one, your favorite food. Uh, lasagna. Number two, your favorite color. Uh, orange. Mac, PC, or Linux? Uh, PC. Dogs or cats? Neither. Oh. Vehemently. That Neither. is anti-pet. That hurts. <laughs> or maybe he likes scaly things. No, no, no. Okay. No, I'm anti-pet. Only children for Josh Clausen. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Your favorite holiday? Uh, Christmas. Your favorite sport? Hockey. Your favorite pastime? Uh, rapping. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. See what he did there? He meant wrapping presents for no. Christmas, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love birthdays, man, because then, then I can participate in my pastime. Um, this is going to be really hard for you, this next one. Your favorite music right now? Uh, like my favorite group right now? Favorite or... song, favorite group, whatever you want. Uh, the new Talib Kweli mixtape with Z-Trip is unbelievable. Z-Trip is a fantastic DJ. He is. He's really, he's got a mixtape with Latif, uh, which is unreal. So I'll be Latif stealing from music Latirix. on it. Yes. Yeah, Latif the truth speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds you like know, a they, wizard. They also had a, yeah, uh, he they is. had a song called <laughs> Storm Warning. Latirix. Oh, and you were all over that. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. <laughs> they were a pioneer in weather rap. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a subgenre that we have just made up. Yes. Yes. There was also a New York, uh, a seminal New York uh, ni- uh, 1990s group called the Weathermen, hmm. but they do not rap about weather. They were, Cage was in that. I think Aesop Rock was actually in the Weathermen. That's, um, that's awesome. And uh, like Camus Tao. It's a, it's a it's a rich tapestry, Josh. <laughs> that you're weaving. Weather wrap. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> All right, number ten. Your favorite movie right now? Uh, I don't watch movies, uh, but my favorite movie of all time is Boomerang. Oh, there you coordinate. go. Coordinate. You got to coordinate. <laughs> now, what about video games? Do you play video games? I do. I play video games with my kids. Do you have a favorite that you like to play with the kids? Uh, anything uh, Lego. Oh, those are. Those yeah. aren't just so kids right games. now we no. got Lego Batman two, or DC Superheroes two awesome. that my wife and I are trying to go through. It's too dark though. You got to turn off the brightness on the TV in really? order to see around. That's the because corners. it's Batman. Yeah, it's true. And Batman is dark. He's it, a dark it's true, dark. but you, I need to be able to see where I'm going. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, the the ability to control the weather. I I wouldn't have guessed that. And. We presume you already have that power. Yes, so. and I think uh, a lot of your viewers probably do as yes, well. Yes, yes. I, I imagine you I take... do control it. Yes. I, I wouldn't live here <laughs> <laughs> if, if I could control the weather. Yeah. I'd be living on the other side of Heritage Lakes, where the mansions are, where Scott used to live. Yeah, Scott. On he's, the rich side. He's balling. <laughs> uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh Star Wars. And now the wild card questions. In a fair fight between you and Daryl McIntyre, who would win? Daryl McIntyre. Why? Uh, I would let him. Oh. I have respect for my elders. (laughs) Controversial. This is a hard-hitting, edgy show. And what is the best part of being a rapping meteorologist? 
Um, you can take one, the other, or both together, as you wish. I would say the hose, but this is a family-friendly program. <laughs> the weather hose. <laughs> the weather groupies. Yeah. yeah They're really the best part. Uh, um, the best part about being a rapping weatherman is that... Uh, aside from the guy on Fox who's really lame, I'm the only one. Yeah. There you go. That's Jock, everybody. Juggling oh. omnipotent content. There you go. Uh, it was tremendous to have you on the show finally. It was tremendous to finally be on the show. Right on. And to not talk about the weather. Yeah, we dodged that the whole time. Which is surprising. I expected we'd probably end up bringing it up. Yeah. Because you didn't think there was any way I could (laughs) string on a conversation about rap. No, I I figured you could. I figured we could probably have gone on for another hour, but we won't. We'll save it for another time. But we might come back to it. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And we'll have to... We we should play play it out with a little... uh, uh, I could give you one of my songs. Would you? Absolutely. Seriously? Yeah, sure. That and would anybody be else? I mean, uh, if you go to soundcloud.com, I put up a bunch of uh, the stuff that we did like way back in the early 2000s and late 90s. Then we will not end this show with our crappy ending music. <laughs> we will end it with the Josh Clausen rap. Yeah. It's awesome, probably man. nothing from the villains cuz that's too that's too dirty. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll keep it more or less clean. Yeah, okay, good. To to make to ensure that your <laughs> reputation remains unscathed. That's all right. All right. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, Episode 72. Our guest, Josh Clausen, pre-production by Adam Rosenhart, post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Unknown Studio is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Media. Visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, Jock. Hold it. There's a message coming in on the radio. Sudden, sudden violent storm. On a day like this, not a cloud in the sky. Atmospheric event and defender of war weather. Weak western winds in a high pressure center. Level of mother nature precipitation preventer. Gotta be neurological, neurological connector. And as I check the barometer's pressure, I know it's still decreasing. A low was creeping to Idaho, reeking havoc, attracting cataclysmically active. Humidity levels 83 to 2.19. A back in a high in blue skies like two joints of rising. Apprising the situation, this pounding precipitation. Wet weather warfare. Negatively charged air. Prepare to activate air rates. Aware that my actions may instigate rare days. With the heat from sunshine combined with an unsettled air mass reacts unkind. See the warm air climbs, pools, condenses, and will form thunderstorms with the tower. More than a typical weatherman can handle But I got lightning bolts mounted on my mantle Lightning bolts mounted on my mantle I'm the atmospheric avenger defender of warm weather Weak western winds in a high pressure center Lover of mother nature precipitation preventer Got a meteorological, neurological connector Conditional expert, let's work first Get rid of the humidity Increase the wind speed to 33 northwesterly Guess it'd be best if we check the satellite imagery Nothing yet, but the cirrus clouds Nearest now, almost overhead 
my temple, I'm headed for Central. Contact the Viral Metal Canada to get me wise if we put on an advisory. Off on the eastern horizon, see a double-A signal in the air. It's the mayor and police chief, Henry Day Day wants to meet me. Doesn't he know we're under attack atmospherically? This will be the storm of the century. I'll be legendary if I stop it. Shot on the ridge, tried to block it. High-risk optics, pilots and cockpits. Display devastation like hurricanes in the tropics. I gotta think for a minute. How am I gonna stop this? It's hailing! Am I seeing things or is that a wall of water going up from the ocean in the sky? I got it. Storm is far of a conflict to get stronger with a prolonged trying to conquer it. But if I level the updraft and calm the lips, retreating can seem the small defeat is how I'm solving this. Destroyed the fast going hall with hail the size of medicine balls. Good thing my head is involved, so we'll avoid the awesome sight to see home guards to ignite by lightning strikes and loss in heights. I was able to keep it down to one tornado, one serious injury, and he's now in stable condition. Got prescriptions, and I got a provincial honor for disarming the system. I dismiss compliments, cause it's been just another day in the life of the Earl of Elements. The King of Climate. His Royal Majesty of Meteorology. The man with the radar map on the back of my brain. The Atmospheric Avenger. Here, let me explain this. Atmospheric Avenger Defender with warm by the weak western winds in a high pressure center. Level of Mother Nature Precipitation Defender got a meteorological, neurological connector. His incredible vision, already a trillion times sharper than that of any ordinary being. You ought to be able to see a storm coming up a million miles away. There, there is a storm coming up. Sending up some kind of magnetic field force. But I've never sighted anything like this one before. You did it. You, you saved us from total destruction. Monitoring the 12 o'clock news. Sunny at 12 noon in downtown Metropolis. It's 92 degrees and getting hotter.